so much meat. Yeah. And that's where July 5th begins at the International Recording Studios, <laughs> known as Beguile Brewing. Wilson and I are back. We're not in my apartment recording uh, this episode. We are back at Beguile, hanging out uh, in the humid, humid upstairs with the AC kind Actually, of on. So if you hear, if you hear some AC in the background, we apologize, but it should be all right. Wilson, how are the meat sweats? I am... I'm trying to control them. Um, I've drank at least a six-pack of LaCroix within the last two hours. I'll keep you hydrated. Um, yeah. So I may have to excuse myself a couple, two, three times during this Good podcast. To know. Good to know. Your voice is low. Your voice is low. Hopefully your morale is high. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wilson and I are joined today with a special guest, Johnny Boucher. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hey. Yeah. 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 Uh, Many, it does It does kind of feel like we're in a cigar box in here. It does. It is a humidor feeling. <laughs> but I feel that we would all be really nice, fine, rare Cubans. Ooh. So that's, oh. that's good. He's Dominican. Yeah. Puerto Rican. <laughs> I said Dominican. I was actually making fun of you that time. I know. I was just like, you know, you're one of the well, guys. Whatever type of cigar you want to be, Wilson, you be I that cigar. You nice. honor that. I will be. I will be a Maduro today. Yeah, you. I was going to say you like Maduros. I'm going to be a Maduro today. Yeah. A nice, deep, oily Maduro. Deep, oily. Uh, probably a dog walker for kind of humidity that we're in right now, I think a dog walker would be I'm the finest nice. grade of one of those like black and milds with the plastic tip. Nice. I'll be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Classic. I yeah. had one of those like Dependable. two weekends ago and I work, woke up with the worst headache I've had since I was like <laughs> I'm 20 so, years old. I'm off so of black, sorry. Uh, yeah. Off a of black and mild? Yeah, I was <laughs> Cousin Pete. <laughs> oh, Cousin Pete. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was one of those mornings. Enough like, said. I still like w- got up one for a run and it started to rain and my head was just pounding more and more and I was like laying on my cousin's front porch just like Make dying and this, this, I, I don't know why it went straight to my head. I don't know, I was like inhaling it or something. Who knows? You know, it's a different. It's a different buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. But yeah, sometimes having that one cigar goes straight to your head. But, yeah, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? We all yeah. learn. Do we learn? We learn. Okay, that's good. We live and we learn. Shooting fireworks yesterday. Uh, just my smile. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Cheese Ball Podcast. No, actually, I couldn't tell what were what was fireworks and what were gunshots last mm. last night. Quite honestly, really, yeah, regretfully, yeah, oh. yeah, it was kind of sad, but um, but it was a great fourth. It was a lot of fun. We got we spent time mm. first part of the day, then I went off uh, and um, to the house, got my meats mm. going, and started grilling and chilling and sipping and sipping and sitting and. Next thing you know, it was dark, and then the fireworks you can see from a distance, it was awesome. But it got a little dangerous. Yeah. So I went to bed. Good call. Yeah. And then this morning you woke up and went on PETA's website to figure out how to become <laughs> vegan, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. No shit. I mean, I woke up this morning, literally, I was just like, what the shit? <laughs> I'm like, I ate a lot of meat. Short, short ribs, baby back ribs. Uh, we threw on some. I threw on a couple dogs for the kids next door. So they can, all you know. homemade, by the way. People. Oh yeah, this guy was grilling on his grill. Yeah, man, wow. I was throwing down. Um, yeah, it's just all night. Cool. It's just constant, you know. Oh, it's just it sounds like Johnny had more of an adventurous time than you. Yeah, would you? Do no, not really. I mean, I was up in Wisconsin with my family. Always uh, adventurous. Oh, what part yeah. of Wisconsin? Uh, it's on Lake Winnebago, a little town called Hilbert. Ooh. Hilbert. Yeah, we have. So we were gifted. Hope for the day with the charity I run. We were gifted a lake house up in 
Wisconsin, by oh, an amazing cool. donor. Uh, and we use it as a retreat as well as Airbnb. Nice. Oh, nice. So my parents oversee the property for us just because my, mom, my mom's originally from northern Wisconsin. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so it gives us like some street cred, um, and she probably understands a little bit more of the slang than I do up there. Don't you right. know, Dare? Anyways, Don't you know, Dare? The, uh, it was our first time actually being able to do uh, the 4th of July together as a family since 2013. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because I'm always on the road in the summer. For sure. And uh, I'm not on the road this summer as much, which is nice. Yeah. But, so you got to take time, you know? Yeah. yeah. But we did... Um, we got this thing in our family. We love naturally cased hot dogs. So we had like a hot dog off yesterday. We had three different types of hot dogs. Nice. And we got these ones that were actually pre-smoked. And Ooh, they had this nice snap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then later after yeah. the, you know, spotted cows started like kind of flowing. Yeah. yeah. We made them into a little, uh, you know, like took a little, like, um, well, here, here's the thing. We took some croissants, right? Yeah. Okay. We got creative. Yes. And we made pigs in a blanket, but yeah. threw some cheese in there because you got to do like yeah, yeah, Wisconsin yeah, yeah, yeah. Wainer. <laughs> yeah, what kind of cheese you use? So, like, well, I'm a, I'm a go to for like a pepper jack. I'm like, nice. I'm, I'm always on the ground for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, like I like a little bit of spice in there, okay. you know, just yeah. so you know it's real, kind of. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it, it was perfect because, like, you know, we were kind of drunk and we were like, wow, this is actually good. And everyone's like, oh my God, you made these. I love these. <laughs> Literally, no, I think everyone, like, well, realize today that they just ate hot dogs all day yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty no, much. I, you know, I haven't had a hot dog since you and I were at a Cubs game like two years ago, and had dog, and I had two oh, yesterday. That's right. And I, I think it was that second one plus the burger I had. Yeah, it was like overdone, oh, overkill like, for you. Like, no, yeah. too many, too many pita chips, too many oh. something. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I'm thinking about juicing for the rest of the day. Mm. Just for the rest Steroids? of the day, though. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, hopefully there's some healthy antioxidants in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think, I think I'm maybe. going that route today myself, brother. Yes. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I just had some, what do I have? Pot belly. Yeah. Slim. Mm. A slim. A slim. slim. Yeah. See? Not a fan of that. No, but oh. you know, it's all about like balance, right? Like, I agree. You can go in, you can go out, but it's all about yeah. creating balance. And For I sure. I think that's important that you relate that to somebody. But you did it right. Spotted cow and yeah. some yeah, dogs. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. A lake house in Wisconsin. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and a shit ton of fireworks. And a shit ton nice. of fireworks. Yeah, because my brother was trying to run a pontoon boat, and then the guy <laughs> called him and was like, oh, sorry, kid. Uh, oversold them. You're, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> and so he just took all that money and went to an Indian reservation and bought a bunch of fireworks. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of epic because like there's this massive storm coming over the lake because yeah. the lake's like the largest lake in Wisconsin. So when you see a storm coming, it's uh, coming. Oh yeah. yeah. So we had like our own scene out of Game of Thrones, like some like <laughs> crazy fucking weather coming towards us, and also my brother's like, "All right, here we go." And then all of a sudden I was like, "And I'm proud to be an American." <laughs> it's like bam, 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 and it, there was like no grand finale. It was just like cons- it, it was literally it was just, just consistent. like yeah, like, pop, pop, pop. And our neighbors are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like screaming and having a For good sure. time. I love it. And then it's all of a sudden like, well, it's over. And then just the rain came. Oh, yeah. Nice. So we, perfect timing. Yeah, we did make sure we cleaned it up because you can't have that yeah. shit go in the lake. For sure. Yeah, you yeah. Can't go in there. But yeah, true. it was a good time. You get That's in, you awesome. get out. And then I was like, well, I'm cooked. I didn't really want to do anything else, but then I ended up kicking everyone's ass in Uno a couple of hands. And I said, nice. Nice. folks, it's school night. I got to get to bed. Nice. Folks, it's school night. Well, thanks for making it all the way down here That's from awesome, Wisconsin man. to come That's hang awesome. out. Oh, yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> I got I to gotta get back to my bed anyway, so you guys are on, on oh, the way. Oh, sweet. It works perfectly. Oh, perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we're on the way. I think Wilson needs to go back to bed, too. No, no, no. Okay, that's good. A little yeah. cat nap, though. Wouldn't hurt. Probably wouldn't hurt. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll go home, walk the dog, and then maybe I'll sit on the couch. Actually, I can't do much at my place because they turned off the water this morning because they're working on some lion outside. So This is, you know, 
Plumber talk. It's plumber talk. Lake. Well, there's probably a great coffee shop you could go to. Uh, yeah, it's called Starbucks. Not a fan. You could just stay here too. Yeah. Or I could just, you could just stay sleep here. with Matt Brown in the back there. <laughs> yeah. They have Lacroix down there. They have Lacroix. Yeah. And grain, they have Lacroix. And grain bags. So yeah. you know, take a nap. <laughs> but no, Johnny. Even the balance you were talking about, even just kind of joking about meat and food. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like how this whole how we both met was you talk. Were you talking about balance at Drink Chicago style? Yeah. Um, on that panel, which was probably my favorite part of the entire three days. Thanks was for just, being there. It was one of the, was it the last one of the? Uh, I believe it was. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like uh, the last, and then there was a couple of like the like the events later that yeah, night. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. just yeah. a really powerful way, I think, to end the event where people could. Uh, I think if they hadn't had the opportunity to open up yet after those three days to really kind of be a little more. Um, like humble within themselves and be like, hey, like I'm gonna approach these people and ask them questions about all the secrets, all the dark secrets in this industry you don't talk about a lot, which is depression and you know long hours and anxiety and yeah. all the things come along with come with it. Good days, bad days. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you talk about that in any any industry um, because it's it's interesting. Like we talk about the entertainment industry, we can talk about. Um, you know, finance industry, any of these industries have these stressors, right? And then we also have our, our daily lives, the good things, the bad things. Um, so it is important that we have, like, our go-tos and make sure that they're healthy, mm-hmm. you know, because sadly, um, you, know, you know, often we turn to things that are unhealthy yeah. uh, to mask or fill the pain. And then, you know, one thing leads to another, and then we have, like, six months or a year where that's been our coping mechanism. It's yep. not the healthiest. So. Gotcha. Yeah, and turn to those vices and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Not really like inside and trying to figure out what's going on. Right. Um, but as you mentioned, you run a company called Hope for the Day. Yeah. Um, take us a little bit through that, how that all started. No, for sure. So Hope for the Day, we're a proactive suicide prevention and mental health education charity uh, that I founded in 2011 after losing my boss, Mike, to suicide. Mike was a concert promoter. Um, I worked in the entertainment industry prior to starting the organization. Um, and I started booking punk rock shows when I was 13 years old here in Chicago. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and I turned 34 on uh, on the 18th of July, and it's just wild because I've been going to shows for so long, and I've been putting on shows, yeah. and community has always been like a thing for me. Yeah. But um, you know, uh, the more doors you open up, the more sadly you're exposed to other things. And um, Mike was an amazing boss. He was like my Robin Williams, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then in 2010, uh, I got a phone call. I was actually on a trip with my dad trying to make tequila and uh, found out that Mike jumped off his fifth floor balcony at Sheffield and Clybourne. Um, and it kind of took me by surprise because I knew Mike had like his, you know, his shit. Uh, and I was really good at calling Mike out on his shit, but mm-hmm. like the things that you can't see or what happens in the late hours of the night and the, the invisible things, which a lot of mental health complications are stemmed around is just because we're talking about brains. You can't yeah. really see them. And when we see them, they're usually in a, in a place where um, maybe someone might be in a manic state or they might be in a place where they're not able to really control what's going on. Mm-hmm. And we just think those people are fucking crazy. <laughs> so we get a lot of the deer in the headlights when yeah. really we should just be educated on how do we proactively like move forward together, right? Absolutely. And that's just really about finding you know, common, relatable things like we do interest. You know, It's like, oh, you like punk rock music, so do I. Well, I also have PTSD. Do you? And you're like, no, I don't. But I've fucking had a, had a bad day, or I was depressed, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. things like that. You know, we we just we don't like to show that side of us. Definitely. Um, but if we did, we fuck. I think we'd be able to get through this stuff a lot easier. So really, hope today's mission is just to break that silence. However, raise the visibility of local and national, international resources, but also educate people. Yeah. Um, because it's really easy to look out for yourself and your friends, um, and it's better to do it. Uh, when you can instead of response to losing a friend. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well put. And I think like 
we were talking about, we've talked about this so much, um, about the, you know, working in this industry, working in the bars, if you're a rep, whatever it may be in like the whiskey and spirits industry about all those like dark little demons that people like don't have maybe the money to do, have to take care of it. And, you know, maybe the, even the wherewithal to even find those people, even to open up about it and, you know, be bold and be boisterous about, Hey, I'm having these problems and find somebody and seek out to seek out and actually talk to and communicate with. And then when we ran into each other, um, that day was just like, okay, this is something like more we need to talk about. Yeah. There's plenty of other reps that, um, I know there's other bartenders who are now, um, psychologists and psychiatrists that are helping out people here in the local area too, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. And we talked with a lot of different reps too. Even just yesterday, we were with one of our buddies talking Harrison on the podcast. Um, he's battled you know, depression and other stuff like that inside his head. And, working long hours and being around alcohol and, you know, you kind of going to that and ignoring it and then you're going to bed late and just kind of wake up and do it all over again, which you can do that in any industry, as you right. said. It doesn't matter if it's just with, like, you know, you're in the spirits or the beer um, or alcohol related. It's anything where you, if you work too much and you ignore all those kind of things that are battling inside of you or just running around inside of you and never actually open up about it, it's just going to take over yourself eventually. Yeah, right. I mean, we, what we say a lot in the organization is that we're all soda bottles, which is really funny because then you kind of go back to the old school, like, Pepsi, Coke challenge. Mm-hmm. Be like, where are you, Coke or Pepsi? Yeah. And then, like, if there's, like, Juggalos, we'll be like, are you Fago? <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah, Fago Wars, dude. Or, or for your old school people, like, your RC Cola. Mm-hmm. Or oh, yeah. for the new folks, your Seltzer Water Gang, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, it, it, and, and that's the thing. It's because, like, we all know because of really good marketing and branding what a coca-cola bottle looks like you know what a 20 ounce coca-cola bottle looks like at one point in time our our names were put on them Mm -hmm. um shout out to my friend jason peterson for doing that uh but you know what he did is he humanized a coca-cola bottle where our objective is to take that same analogy and go yeah we're all coca-cola bottles and we know what happens when it gets shook up and when we got to take that cap off, mm-hmm. you can't just shake the shit out of it and then take the cap off. You got to ease it off and yep. you got to keep doing it to take that pressure down, you know, yeah. um, because that's how you create balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we often joke that Hallmark should be our largest donor because they told us to be happy when we're really just all Coca-Cola bottles that are trying to find balance in mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Um, and, 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 that, and that's the thing, because what happens if you don't, right? That cap explodes. And that's where we say people are usually at a point uh, of crisis that they are you know, considering probably suicide yeah. or they're, they're not able to think rationally. So what, what, what is going to make sense to them is probably taking their life. So we, we really focus on trying to get to people before that. And then also after that, those people who've been through that to allow them to take that pain and that story that they have and, and share that experience, but also utilize it as an opportunity to then educate, yeah. you know, a community member. Turn it back around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And another thing that we love doing is making sure that we're being really like appropriate, like culturally you know, speaking, because okay. it's so important that when it comes to talking about mental health, it's such a broad subject that we haven't talked about. So it's easy for there to be like just certain suggestions that might work for the majority. Mm-hmm. But then we have to think about the minority. And when we're talking about food and beverage industry, I mean, you're talking about the second largest private, uh, you know, sector in, in the state of Illinois. You got 600,000 people that are part of the hospitality industry and only less than a third of them have health care. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's easy to be like, well, here's some tips and tricks and stuff, but it's really 
there's so much going on in this world. You know, we're talking about people of color. We're talking about people who may not have insurance, people who do have insurance. Even people who have insurance don't know how to fucking use it. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of hurdles that we really look to address at Hope for the Day. But we also look to put those people right back in front of those people. Um, because I like to say we don't need another white dude telling everyone what to do in the world. <laughs> That's me. That's my job. I love it. It's, it's great. It's grounding. It's balancing, too. Um, because it allows us as an organization to really be able to get to understand um, certain, ba- you know, you know, communities and cultures. So we, we are addressing these things appropriate mm. because we're also trying to go into as many countries as we can with mm. our programming. And right now, uh, we have a footprint in 28 countries. So, oh. oh wow, yeah, it's pretty early. It is cool. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's what you do with, you know, tragedy. It's an opportunity, and we as mm. a society, we take on tragedy so much. And right now, we don't learn from it. Yeah. Uh, but once we start learning from it, that's how we can actually create ways and, and better pathways for people to, you know, come together and, and really figure out some of these things that we have to do on, like, you know, society. Because we got to start talking to each other again. Yeah. We got to start looking at each other in the eye. We got to be able to trust one another. For sure. But we also have to realize that if we see something, we got to say something. Mm. We can't be living in this world where we're scared to talk about what we see. You know, that's the biggest issue. Silence is going to be the biggest culprit when it comes to suicide. Absolutely. Because, you know, no one likes to talk about it. Yeah, and people even, you know, it's about finding those right people to talk to as well. Um, Yeah. Because some people will open up to maybe a family member or a friend, but they don't know how to deal with that because they maybe don't experience depression. They don't experience, you know, the the darker sides of life. They have more of a better life that they can't actually relate on. Right, or maybe they just haven't, they've been told all their life to suck it up, be a man. Right. Don't be a pussy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's oh. true. And 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 that's like where I tell people we got to give grace to our parents and our grandparents because all they were doing was what For they sure. were told. Yeah. You know. But yeah, I question why do we have, um, you know, sex education and and just ge- general physical health, uh, you know, education. Yeah. You, you know, in our school systems, yet mental health has been neglected. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when it's all you know, connected, really. Mental health is everything. You talk about gun violence in the city of Chicago, yeah, we're talking (laughs) about mental health. You're talking about poverty, yeah, you're talking about mental health. You you go to communities, you know, in in countries, third world countries that don't have, you know, healthy, clean water. Mm. That's mental health. Absolutely. You know, it's just there's, there's so many things that we haven't looked at like that. Yeah. Um, But more that we look at, they go, holy shit. Yeah. And that's why I tell people, you don't have to be depressed to have like healthy, like valves, you know, to express yourself. Like, why do you run? You know, go, like challenge yourself to understand why do you run? Why do you go do things? Why do you do? Um, why do you listen to music? Why do you listen to certain music? Why, why do you cook? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, what does it do? It releases it for you. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. uh, but turn that into your passion. How you, also you make money, too. It's a great <laughs> yeah. opportunity, too. True. That's true. You know? Yeah, I think with a lot of, like, prioritizing your life is really important. And that's what I took a lot away from your uh, panel that day, too, was just about, like, what things in life and you hear talk, people talking about a lot with other really popular podcasts and outlets you know like Joe Rogan's a big uh, proponent of yeah. that and everything and people he has on his podcast about that stuff is about when you are doing something asking yourself why am I doing this is it productive am I doing it you know in the most efficient way or could I be doing something else like sitting there like watching TV yeah we all need to do that a little bit here and there but like could you be like reading a book could you be like reaching out to a friend and yeah. saying hello or just like maybe sitting with the, your boyfriend girlfriend husband wife and yeah. like actually having a conversation and not just being in the same room together yeah it's about being present definitely you know and, and I think that it's interesting because like as we speak right now my girlfriend who's an occupational therapist mm. she is finishing up a, a two week stint in Alaska oh wow um, and it's like the first big trip since we've been dating that she's gone on where we're just not talking. Okay. And, and it's just because she doesn't have cell phone service. So yeah, we're yeah. just like, 
this is so weird. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so yeah. used to being so connected. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about my grandparents a couple of days ago and how they met. They married on, I think, this eighth, seven or eighth day after knowing each other. Really? Wow. And my grandfather was like, I got to go back to the war. I'll come back to, the, you know, he was on vacation in, uh, in, the, in the Philippines, Manila. I met my grandmother and fell in love and came back and picked her up and moved her all the way back to Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, then to Peoria, Illinois. What a joyful tour that was. <laughs> wow. um, but it, the, the thing about all that is that like, there was an immaculate amount of trust back then, you know, and I yeah. think that we as human beings have a hard time trusting. And uh, everyone's like, are you hanging in there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, I know my girlfriend is probably hanging out with a fucking moose right now. Like, that's, <laughs> I'm fine, you, you know, but yeah. um, it, it, it's just we need to get back to... I always say when you get back to things before the AOL discs came into our lives and then we had like 20 of them because we were scared of running out of hours. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, <laughs> right, like right. we need to go back those. to like being able to go back outdoors and, and not think that we have to post on Instagram that we're out outdoors. All right. I know. It's the biggest you, thing. You, yeah. you know, so I think it, it's just about how do you do that just in general for your for your life. But also, how do you look at that, like your relationships with your friends, your family, your coworkers? Um, and, and, and see what's really healthy, mm-hmm. you know, do like, do like a nice little purge, uh, of, of life all the time because it's important because we, we get so ingrained in having to be on all the time and our professional jobs, whatever you do asks so much of us, especially as Americans. And it's yeah. because we're fucking idiots. We don't know how to take breaks. Um, but right. you, you know, what happens when you, your compartments become overfilled, mm-hmm. you know? That's that's the scary thing. People don't know how to you know do that. They don't no. know how to manage their stress. They don't know how to manage that thing. So when you have another hurdle or like an imp, you know like an issue, you, you know it's hard to it's hard to suck it up. And be mm-hmm. like uh, I have to go see a doctor. But you know the thing is is that I had to do that um, actually in the fall because I was starting to feel like Jason Bourne leaving my apartment because I, um, I you know in 2018 I saw a shooting right outside my house and it kind of like fucked me up for a second and I didn't think it was and I didn't talk about it <laughs> lo and behold I'm the guy that says it's okay not to be okay <laughs> and you know after like feeling this way I was like you know maybe I should talk about someone about this so I, I you know hit up a therapist and we started talking and she diagnosed me with PTSD and I was blown away hmm. and I was like holy shit she's like first off this makes sense you've seen how many how many shootings I'm like oh I've seen two uh, in real life, and uh, and then I started a mental health organization. You know, I've taken on all these people's stories of trauma yep. and everything. We just, and she's like, "Yo, it's okay not to be okay." And I was like, "Don't use my words against me." Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it was one of those things that once I understood, I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Like, all right, I understand how to you know maneuver this you know thing. I don't feel any different. Yeah. You know, but if anything, I feel like I'm more aware of how I was feeling, and I just thought I was just you know, kind of overloaded at my, you know, one point in time. Um, but I know my experience is completely different from somebody else who's, who has PTSD, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about our experience. It's about, you know, the outcome and, and how we share that and how we allow our insecurities to really become our attributes. Okay. That's great. Yeah. You know, that's the beautiful thing. Well, so for, when someone comes to you guys or, you know, whatever you're helping out somebody, how do you find like their core, like that individual core that represents them to feel like how they're different, separate, you know, all these just cultural ambiguities that you can put on somebody, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the thing is, is we are in a place right now where 
we're educating people to articulate the help that they need, which is actually proven to be very helpful because the more that you educate people on something, the more they can be like, I need this, instead of just being like, I need help, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, because that's sadly how our parents have responded, our grandparents respond. They just go into like flight or flight mode, right? And yeah. you're like, yeah, okay, so you need something, you know? Like, you need this, that, the other. Where the more that we're able to um, listen to people, the more we're able to understand the pathway that they can get on. Mm-hmm. And the one thing about Hope for the Day is that we don't do direct services because I didn't want to create another direct service, uh, you know, per- project i didn't want to create another like hotline number or anything like that we wanted to build bridges and support the work that other people in our community are doing too when it comes to you know mental health and it's just so important to understand that hope for the day is part of the mental health community uh you know despite what maybe some of our competitors think which is even dumb to even think about but you know in the nonprofit world is very competitive Mm. um and we just always bridge that gap by just saying you know there are community you know members and we're in this together and we, it's usually printed on the back of our shirts too, so it, it, it works. But it really just comes from understanding that we may not have all the answers, yeah. and that's okay as well. But we're doing our best to understand so we can build those better answers and solutions for those people. Definitely. But it also requires their 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 help, mm. you know. And and that's the one thing. So much giving back too can like really help out yourself mentally. I mean, that's, yeah, that's one thing where you, it's it seems kind of reverse, but like actually taking time off from yourself and right. helping out others is really beneficial. We get so burnt out by our regular you know, yeah. day lives. Like Absolutely. Even I get burnt out some days just working at Hopefully Down. I'm like, oh, I need to go chill. Yeah. You yeah. know, we were just in Atlantic City doing an activation with the Vans Warped Tour and Live Nation, and I got so pissed off because there was a box that UPS lost, and I was like, I was so dependent on the stand box. And instead of, like, being pissed off at like UPS and taking it on some customer service rep, yeah. I was just like, I'm going into the fucking water for a second. And I just like ran into the <laughs> ocean and just took a moment. And I was just like, came up and I was like, oh, and we're in salt water. Oh, my lips are salty. <laughs> but immediately I was just kind of like cut from like having to feel that way. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh man, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. We're going to make the best of it. We got a great team out here. Yeah. Like it's just one box. Who cares? We, we you know, it wasn't that important, but sometimes we, we get so hung up on the details and having to be on that we forget to, like, really, everyone's just trying to do their best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Where have you seen, I mean, I know your background was with, like, you know, music and you know, booking shows and like, in the bars all the time, too. Yeah. When did you, like, kind of first recognizing, like, people need to take time for themselves in this industry? It's You know, I, I recognize that uh, just growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my, both my parents didn't have college degrees, so, like, when they worked, I saw them, like, hustle, you yeah. know? And my grandfather, on my, da- my dad's side, he worked two out of three shifts at Caterpillar, so, like, wow. I, I always just try to understand, you know? And, and I think that, um, for me, I started understanding the need for balance just because one of the first jobs I held uh, outside of booking shows was I was a caddy. So I'd be outdoors all day, and I would be exhausted. Yeah. And I'd be like, why am I exhausted? You know, lo and behold, your diet... I'm like, what do you mean my diet? And I'm like, I, I eat like shit. What are you talking? <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, it's an investment. You know. Yeah. Um. So I've always been about like finding that, it, but really, um, after at, when, when Mike took his life, I was about seven or eight months out of college, really trying to figure out, you know, what's my next step. And literally, he showed me the ropes. You know, he showed me what not to do. Hmm. And. It's sad that he's not here, uh, but I often chuckle and I think about Mike a lot. Um, and I really try to make it where people can relate to not just my stories, but also just 
my experience of just being someone who, uh, you know, just it's just part of being a, a community. Yeah. You know, the more people you know, sadly, the more uh, exposure to the, to this sad shit, you know, that happens. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, I mean, one thing I love about your program or about the charity itself is just about it's kind of investing back into the community and then yeah. helping that once you, like you said earlier, once you're kind of on a better path is like paying it forward and doing something yeah, else. Yeah, no, no, else, absolutely. Which is like, which we kind of relate to. And think just as like reps in this industry, when you're selling whiskey, it's not about like competing against one another. It's also just about like helping each other out too. Like little things here and there where like we can build a foundation of friends instead of being just like dirty competitors against each other, you yeah. know, and like living like that day where you're like, Oh man, like, they got that spot, but we didn't get that spot and being jealous and having that angst inside of you mm. and letting go of that, I think is so much easier when you're like, Hey, well th- focus on what you did do. Well, and that's something I have to take on every single yeah. day. Cause I'm working for an Australian company in America, basically by myself. There's no one here to like report to or anything like that on a daily basis. It's a matter of like, all right, did I do my job today? And you're like, Oh yeah. Right. Like you just worked like a 10 hour day. Like hopefully it was efficient, but when, where do you like think, I guess where's the line where you have, Am I doing enough? Am I doing it right? And playing that game inside of your head, like, I feel like I'm pretty mentally stable compared to where I used to be in life in certain things, but it's always a challenge every day, like, making sure that you're taking care of yourself and also award, rewarding yourself for, for like, sure. being being good, like, being doing well, yeah. and not just being so hard on yourself and beating yourself down because, which I do that every day as well, but <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it's, like, uh, my personal outlet is running every day. It's, like, getting up and starting my day that way, and, like, wellness for me is where, like, mental health begins. Right, um, for sure. It's It's been a big part of it. I've struggled, I struggled most of my life with depression, um, was, you know, on medication and counseling and therapy for years, and came close to the edge. I came very, very close to the edge when I was 21 years old to, like, ending my life, and it wasn't without support, without reaching out and finding like I mean literally if it wasn't for like one friend and like just texting her like help and her like showing up that night I don't yeah. know yeah, I don't know but you, you have to like always believe in those people yeah. but also you have to believe in yourself first yeah and, and in order to you know help others you gotta take care of yourself too yeah yeah. is that where you guys kind of begin with everything is that where you saw the company it, beginning with it all or it, you know really all I wanted to do when I when when I started Hope for the Day was just help people because Mike was number nine on a list of sixteen people that I've lost to suicide, and you know my aunt, my uncle, my mom's side both took their lives, mm. and I just want I just wanted to like figure out why people couldn't talk about yeah. mental health, and that's why we pr- you know pride ourselves on being much more aggressive. You know, we work in alcohol instead of just having alcohol at our galas um, <laughs> because, you know, it's important that we don't just say, oh, well, you know, alcohol is a depressant and that's why depression exists. Because <laughs> people say that. And I go, no, 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 really? no, no, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, my uncle drank himself to death. Literally, he drank, drank a bottle of Delmore every day hmm. um, for a long time. He, you know, he, uh, he had some demons and, and, you know, they came out when he didn't have his booze. And uh, it was scary to watch sometimes. So you're better off just letting him have it than not. But it, it essentially, it was the thing that took his life. So it was sad. And as sad as it was, I looked at it as an opportunity to educate myself. You know, I realized that my mom's family had some really strong um, addictive personalities you yeah. know, linked. And I was like, well, makes sense. Uh, everyone other than my mom pretty much was like hopped up on cocaine <laughs> uh, most of their lives. And, and, you know, my mom says that they were raised in the bar. And it's funny because you give my mom one drink and 
she's either potentially going to do like karaoke uh, <laughs> and will for sure fall off the table um, or she just will fall asleep at the table like gotcha. for sure like my mom does not drink so when she does it's like so rare yeah. and she's like I don't know why I did that I just, <laughs> for some reason this glass of wine looked really delicious and I was like you, you haven't drank in like six years she's like yeah. I don't know yeah <laughs> you know but um, but for my mom um I also wanted to find a way to honor her siblings who struggled mm. with this, and I figured what best way to do it than to really meet people where they're at and not where they're expecting to be and utilize alcohol as a way to start the conversation. Um, and I think that we are, we, you can get yourself into a slippery slope if you start talking about working with alcohol, but then also not working on the other side of alcohol and yeah. the, the non-alcoholic side or, you know, being a better pathway when it comes to people who might need, you know, drug or alcohol re- rehabilitation or recovery. Um, and so for us, we would rather start the conversation than not. And we also believe that we can talk about the hardships of the alcohol industry with the alcohol and on you know, industry. Cause it's what responsibility is. Yeah. It's no difference than having Gamblers Anonymous sign B right in the front of every casino. You know, like we can talk about these things and we can talk about the resources that are out there and not be scared of utilizing too. Definitely. And it's, it's being so sad right now where you see suicide numbers just increasing at a national rate, which is just staggering and way too many people are taking their lives. It's, yeah. It's, I was, every day I was thinking like, how do you prevent this? Like, how do you stop this? Because it just seems like it's over and over again. I'm sure social media plays a big part in that. Yeah. I've read a couple of books about how it's so much different just in one generation removed from ourselves. Like, growing up with that phone in your hand, that harassment that you might have got at school, that bullying at school, now continues every day um, when you get home, too, because you yeah. can't escape social media. And it's right there. And then having these kids that are taking their lives, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, and not even making it into their teens. And right. just already just completely succumbed like, to that darkness of it all. Yeah, no, it's it, it's definitely, it makes you stop and think and go, what the hell is going on? Right. And the reality is, is that because we've completely neglected the conversation for so long, we're starting to realize that all this has just happened, it's been happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we just haven't talked about it this Absolutely. way. You know, because the way that people report you know, families have the ability to um, call it an accidental death if yeah. they want to. So there's been, like, suicide's been going on forever, you yeah, know? Absolutely. It sucks, but it's, like, <clears throat> now it's just becoming much more apparent. And social media does play take a, a big, you know, play into that. Um, but also, it's not just social media. It's just, like, technology has really come into our lives. And if you're not part of that transition you kind of get left behind and you're Mm -hmm. probably the only one that's sitting at the table like without a phone in your hand you you know other than like if as a necessity to have in case someone needs to get a hold of you yep um so we we talk about this a lot actually as a Mm. family because um we all we all check the screen time activity yeah page especially for my mom and yesterday oh my gosh i was like mom you you've in the last week you've you've spent ten hours on the phone playing words with friends. <laughs> She's like, what? No, I haven't. I'm like, uh, it says it right here, mom. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I got a couple games going on, you know. But my mom's gonna be 68 in yeah. September, and I'm like, all right. And then it says you were on Facebook for quite some time too, mom. <laughs> and she's just like. You know, it's a holiday week. I'm like, stop making excuses, right. you know, because I, I, I read this study about how um, people are getting 
uh, bone spurs mm-hmm. uh, in the back of their necks. Yep. And they're getting these little horns. And I just kind of think it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so I was like, Mom, I read this article Returning about the these, dragons. Yeah, about these youth, but they didn't say anything about you know seniors. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's one of those things that we are so much more on. We're, it's so much easier for people to be exposed, and at the same time, so many people are feeling more and more isolated than ever. Absolutely. So we it, it's it sucks, and and it's because we paint this pretty fucking picture online that mm. we're like perfect when we're not. Yeah, we're bringing the, we're bringing everybody together um, closer right. because of this technology. Yeah. But then you also see more things that you're not a part of. Yeah. And you distance yourself in a way, or you're maybe uh, I guess chosen to be distanced by other people or you feel like it you take it on yourself you interpret it the wrong way if For you sure. aren't there with them right that life looks so amazing like right. that butt's so perfect yeah. that face is so perfect oh my god that dude's abs are like oh, like you know whatever especially like, yeah that, those guy. those dudes abs like yeah, yeah. i wish i had those that's abs. all it's all we fuck look at that. <laughs> yeah no no but for real i i always joke i go hey would you would you post on the internet if you shit your pants yeah right. how cool that <laughs> yeah. yeah right you know <laughs> to post like, the bad parts of your day yeah yeah, yeah. Like I, I always want to like do something like that, and I feel like I'm being like too like cynical. No, no, no. I think it's like people can misinterpret it as like, oh, like you're trying to be like too alternative. And, yeah. Like, too, and you're, uh, like, I mean, like, kind of. I just hate the complaint box. Yeah. Life. Yeah. You, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's one thing that like Facebook. I don't really go on Facebook anymore, and I'm looking towards the days that I just don't have to go on social media. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like even the I was with the whole um, Avery and Donald Trump's son getting spat yeah. in the face. I was in one of the whiskey forums that we're in for this industry, and I'm like, people are openly supporting and, like, spitting in people's faces, causing violence, and then the other people are going back and forth, and it's just going on for a list, a list yeah. of things. And I'm just kind of, like, reading it and looking at it and trying to see, like, what gauge everybody's temperature to it. And it was 50-50, but I'm just also I'm just amazed, like, so many people were like, why do you want to incite more worse into this world? Right. You know, like, it's more, not necessarily... Violence is a loose term, I guess, with that, but it it could cause a lot of violence. You know, spitting yeah, in someone's face, the wrong yeah. person. Yeah. Um. Obviously, but yeah, it's I'm just kind of surprised. Like, why do we want to create more hatred in this world? Well, you know, and, and it's not even more hatred. It's just like we don't understand patience anymore. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. And I mean, you look at Chicago gun violence. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are shoot first, ask questions later, mm-hmm. and that. There's innocent people whose lives are being taken. Absolutely. And then on top of that, you also have, um, which they they talk a little bit more about with with youth than adults, is just um, spontaneous suicide. So it's like you're going to be having just like a fine day, and then something happens, and you start having a real shit day. uh, Or someone doesn't like your post, right? Mm. Like something will go off, and you will be triggered. And and that's sad. Um, But, you know, it's... I think that we have to also understand that we can contain all the like what we we, we you know put in front of us. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, is the more that we realize that we don't need it, like the less <laughs> it becomes part of our lives. When one point in time we didn't give a shit about this, and I mean we all had MySpace. We did. You know, I I never did. Never had MySpace. You didn't have it for top eight. No, bro. Oh gosh, Mm-mm. missing out. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. my favorite thing about MySpace is that you could embed music on your page. Yeah, right. That was the best thing. <laughs> that that yeah. was my favorite thing. Yep, definitely. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, for 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 anything in life, it's like you need it. You need to just find those things that work for you, and 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 really understand that 
it's not going to be your only solution, but like mm. having this like little first aid kit uh, in your mind of what you can do when you're having a shit day. Yeah. yeah. You know, like not everyone have the ability like I did to run into, you know, the ocean real quick and just like scream underwater <laughs> and then realize, oh, it's going to be all right. Um, but, you know, we, we need to find these solutions because if not, they start to, you know, bottle, get bottled up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden our bottle explodes and then we start going, you know, off on everyone and it sucks. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it sucks because people aren't able to, articulate their pain and what they need which then causes them to you, you know be overlooked by their colleagues and yeah. or just written off uh when we need to support those people yeah you know more than ever definitely and when you're i mean i think kind of related back to this industry with the beer and spirits and whiskey and all that good stuff it's it's a matter of like when do you have that time to yourself to kind of look inside it and realize like mm. hey this is this is not going well like or i have some issues to deal with when you're up late you're working odd hours and maybe you work six seven days a week because you want to get extra money maybe you don't have that health insurance you right. want to keep it up there like where do you think people can really start to like look inward and take that time for themselves well like, they say that like one of the best things that you can do for your daily routine yeah is look at your routine and like okay. literally write it down and go like from like the moment you wake up mm-hmm. all the way to the time you, like what's your daily routine mm-hmm. you know like I started understanding like why I wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. and how important it is for me to build that routine until I like turn my phone on and start giving myself to the world, start yeah. checking my email and everything. Definitely, because it's such a, becomes like a big such uh, such a massive distraction. Um, but also, y- you need to check in with yourself, and I think that if you find times like literally 15 minute moments where you can check in on your day, where you're at. And, 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 you know, know that maybe you might need to, like, mm-hmm. cr- make some correction throughout the day for, you know, that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's super fine. Um, but also, if you're starting to experience things, it's good to articulate that in, you know, the form of journaling. Yeah. You know, and that's Absolutely. one good thing technology does allow us to do is we can just pop a Google, dro- you know, doc on our phone and then be able to look at it on our computer eventually later and without having to worry about, it, like, you yeah. know, figuring it out. Definitely. But it's just important to understand that, you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know you're feeling something, and you honor yourself by making that next step. You know, sometimes that might just be getting educated. That might simply be reaching out for, you know, to talk to a counselor or a doctor. Yep. Um, but it also might mean maybe hitting up your parents and being like, hey, so is Aunt Sue crazy, uh-huh. or was she? <laughs> or do we have something else we should talk about? Because if we should talk about it, let's talk about it. Because I think I'm feeling this type of way. Yeah. And lo and behold, maybe it might be something that's been in your DNA, you know. Because you don't have to be sad to be depressed. No. 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 You, you know. That's true. Um, so so really, you, you know, and that's why, like, going back to what I said earlier, it's so important that we understand the sensitivity when it comes to um, being culturally appropriate with certain things. Mm. Because, I, like, I I, I can. I can relate to having good days and bad days. Yep. I can't relate to being insert, you know, community yep. member and everything they've been through. Yep. Um, so when you when you hyper, you know, focus on just what we can relate on, we we, we create that synergy. Um, but in order to get to that place, we have to be able to talk about it with ourselves. Too. Yeah. I think it's also like too like just even simple things of like 
focusing on your breath, like stretching, yeah. like yoga. I know you're a big proponent of yoga. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I don't go to a yoga studio. Yeah. I, I don't make money for that. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I, I just rock it like YouTube videos, yeah. and, and I got these little apps and stuff. They're all free. Um, but it's just really your breath, you know? Yeah. It's, so, it's the so simplicity important. of that, you know? my I, I had an ex-girlfriend who really pushed push that in my life and I was like well that's the one thing I'm going to take away from this relationship is my mindfulness now you know like cool. uh, and it's important because it's there it is you you know, know, it's everything you know, it's, it's the beginning it's, of your body it's absolutely it's like, it's literally your battery yeah you know I mean it's your lifeblood to put it in there and like stretch it for like 10 minutes just get yeah. everything out of your body and loose and feel feel like like literally like casting away stress yeah when you, when you really focus on your breath and focus on like what, what parts of your body you're stretching out and then kind of going into the next pose or next whatever it might be you don't have to do yoga either it's just a matter of stretching and like maybe sitting in a quiet room and really like concentrating inward and yeah. not, not mm-hmm. having a tv on self-reflection not, absolutely self-reflection. Yeah. yeah my my girlfriend and i were joking about like will we even need a tv in our apartment and she's like why and i'm like well we've we've been dating for quite some time now and we've only watched like the last like Couple episodes of Game of Thrones together. Okay, like we we're not one of these people that's like, oh, it's Netflix show. Yeah, like, yeah. no, no, no. Like, no. fuck that. Like, let's we're hardly that too. Yeah, yeah, let's listen to like jazz and talk about plants and yeah. exploring the world and <laughs> shit we can't control. I feel like we have, <laughs> you know? I, I know, seriously, I feel like we have like a TV just to, like have the news on in the morning and that's like as you're getting ready for the day. Yeah. That's really about it. But, it serves as but, a background noise yeah. more than an actual entertainment. Yeah. But I've yeah. been like a slave to it in the past too. Like I used to like have my whole morning based around not based around but just like at eight o'clock there's a sports talk show I would always like want to like at least listen to the first half hour uh, or watch it too it was on TV and so much of my day be like oh my back from walking the dog at 8 8 a.m. like you know like all that just stupid stuff like that or like my route running um, too long I'm gonna get back to go watch that and it's so stupid like it doesn't prove anything like yeah it's a fun way to start your day but Mm. it's also like you're just in a way wasting time. Yeah, <laughs> which you're like is, somewhat distracted. Yeah, you know, and everything in our life now is about distraction. Right, it, it's not about like actually seizing the moment. It's about what can I do next? What 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 podcast can I turn on next? What more music can I listen to? What uh, how can I activate, stimulate my mind? Right. How many more posts can I look at? It's like you're talking about with all the phone data or um, screen time you're doing. It's crazy. I was with mine the other day, and I was just uh, I was flabbergasted by how much time I was doing emails and yeah. like doing work like for like Instagram for both this and my other job you know and like all that stuff you're just like this is way too much time like like, there's a reason why my eyes hurt there's a reason why my neck has a little bit of a crank in it too you know like Uh, it's all that stuff uh, relates back to like just negative I guess uh, fuel into your body right you will yeah Yeah. it's it's, it's crazy I I think when I was listening to you that first time was just about really like reconcentrating refocusing yourself to like about caring about what's important. Yeah. It's, you know, it's important that we are, we also are like looking at how we utilize our time because it's like the most wasted luxury out there. Right. Absolutely. And there's going to come a point in time where you're not going to have as much control as you have right now to manifest those things. And you never want to like live with uh, any regrets or anything like that. No regrets. It's yeah. It's like everybody, it's like that. Everybody has that perfect picture in their head. Like, the you know the sunset. You're on the beach. You're 65. You're retired. And what are you gonna do now? It's like you might not ever get there. That's, yeah. That, that's not promised to you. That's not guaranteed no. to you. And like, what's the point of waiting for that? Yeah. When you can do it now. Yeah, absolutely. We I, we talk with our uh, some of our donors that are younger, mm. and I'm like, you're you're. I'm, we're so grateful that you're you know investing in what we're doing here because 
a lot of people will wait when, until they're like rich and ready to die to like get involved yeah. with charities. And I was like, what better way than you know for you to be able to see your your wealth grow mm. within communities than to start you know impacting and serving now? Yeah, that positivity you can have an impact yeah. towards yeah. like this city. It's in every neighborhood needs help. You know, like everybody. Every neighborhood. It's always it's always something like Wilson said earlier. It's like sadly he couldn't tell between the fireworks and the gunshots last yeah. night. Yeah, it was it was. Um, I guess, but if you grew up in that environment, it's it's a normal day. It, it is. is. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. It, it, it it's is, It's a normal right? day. Mm-hmm. You and, know, so. And, like, if... if Last we, night was a normal night. <clears throat> it was, right. yeah. And the thing is, is that that's, like... I think the, the biggest takeaway for me being diagnosed was that there's probably a lot of people who are walking in the streets of Chicago that are completely undiagnosed right now. Mm. And it's solely because it's just part of their, their, their community, mm-hmm. part of their regular everyday, you know? A couple gunshots, a couple dead bodies. Like, yep. this shit's very real. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what are we doing to, you know, help? Definitely. We're listening to hip-hop songs and playing Call of Duty. Yeah. And then thinking about revenge, and it's mm-hmm. just this vicious circle, right? Mm-hmm. But it all stems from at one point in time, something happened to someone that changed their life. Yeah. And sadly, maybe for the worse, right? But at the same time, it, you know, it's not how it has to always be. Definitely. How does hope for the day? How do you guys go into these communities and embed yourself that way, but not be like, hey, like we're here to be like a savior. We're here to you know, to really invest into yeah. you and no, help, help yeah, you. Absolutely. You know, we, we really try to focus on areas that some of our, our community members are not going into yet um, just because we really want people to realize that uh, mental health is, is everything yeah. and, and is everyone, right? So for us, we really try to look at where can we create some really, really cool mutually beneficial partnerships in neighborhoods that will help us get into these neighborhoods, access them, but then also evangelize and empower those community members mm-hmm. by way of their community um and and it's it's a model that really works really nicely because then it allows us to be appropriate when it goes into you know some of these uh the cultural aspects as well as we just like to like hyper focus on those areas because there's help everywhere yeah but you just gotta ask for it definitely right. yeah that's uh that's one thing yeah what are you gonna say something no i was just <laughs> agreeing with self-help is where it really starts really yeah. i mean realizing that within yourself and then but for those who you mentioned there are a lot of people that just walk in our n- neighborhoods now or in the city of Chicago that aren't diagnosed, you know. Um, what prompt, what popped in my mind is like, what, what exactly does that mean? Yeah. Well, w- what that means is that they, they are probably living with some sort of mental health okay. complication or illness. And it's just not, hasn't been diagnosed pro- properly by a doctor. That um, I understand. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, it's more like how, like if me, I've yeah. never seen a mental health, um, call it doctor. Yeah, therapist, counselor. Therapist, any one of, um, of those professions, I've never seen anything. Not because I felt within myself I don't need to. It's just I haven't. What is it? What does it? Because usually it only t- it happens... It takes something to happen in order to mm. consider it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm very big on reflection. I'm very big on faith. Yeah. Um, I'm very big on my relationships. Um, and that's what's helped me. Mm. But that's not, compl- that's not the right answer. No, no. I mean, because we have to respect the fact that they, we have friends and family who can be helpful. Uh-huh. And then there's also, you know, 
really, really good professional people mm-hmm. who have been trained to help us get through that next step, right? Gotcha. Um, and that's that's the bigger picture is, you know, a lot of people will talk about having a bad day, and, and but what are they doing about it, you know? Yeah. And then that's really where we push people to go, hey, go, ch- go check in. I'm like, you don't have to be sad or depressed to go see a concert. Right. It's good just to go have someone to go talk to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, just to drain whatever the yeah. fuck is going Vent on. Vent it out, talk about it, yeah. let it go, yeah. throw it up in the air if it comes back down raining, yeah. even better. But other yeah. than that, you know, but for, for someone like for me again, you know, where do I go? Right. Absolutely. And it, and it starts with understanding, like, do you have health care? Do you not? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and like really, that's what really is amazing about um, our coffee shop in Logan Square, Sip of Hope. It's um, a social enterprise we started, but we put resources in it. So you walk in, there's resources, first thing you see. There's education mm-hmm. materials, first thing you see. And it's just amazing to know that that has become a first shop a first stop for a lot of people because they don't know where they to go. Um, and and some people don't want to go talk about it. A lot of men don't want to talk about right. this, you know? Yeah, it's macho. So, you know, you're macho. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's where, why also Sip of Hope's great is because we have staff there that are trained in a program called Mental Health First Aid, which is just being able to be, you know, kind of on the front line of conversations. That's cool. But they're not going to be able to diagnose you because none of them have a clinical background. Mm-hmm. But that allows us to be peer to peer and relate, and that's really what Hope for the Day thrives on is that peer to peer like wavelength because we're all just talking about the same thing. We all eat, sleep, shit, and cry. Yeah, yeah. And and that's really what it comes down to. It. But the more that we open up our eyes to it, more we start to all realize, holy shit, you know, we all got something going on. Yeah, Definitely. you know, and that's okay. That's, yeah. that's that's perfectly fine. But it's how you get through it and how you manage it is is more important. Yeah, you know? management's such an important. Yeah, like, I think that's where I, I yeah. Get I mean, like for the us, confusion I, I, is I, for me. Okay, the managing of it. Yeah, yeah. I think also not people, so much where to go, yeah. how to go, but how do you manage that? Yeah, well, I think, and then the, sadly enough, like a lot of people in our world, they manage it with more alcohol, right? Like, and taking yeah. those wrong steps to it, and you know, staying out on those later nights, and then basically coming home and passing out and, right mm-hmm. and, but it's it, it's become such a routine and such a part of their life that they're able to function through it right and, and, and that causes burnout and that causes you know a lot of that soda bottle just becomes bigger and bigger yeah. bigger and bigger and eventually just pops you know and mm-hmm. sadly um we we live in such an interesting country right now where it's like the 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 idea of enjoying a cocktail mm. is, is lost yeah you know uh, well, and even the way it's just pushed on you at restaurants. Right. I mean, like, you can't even, like, finish half your beer. if like, hey, you want another one? You're like, yeah. I'm, I'm still enjoying this one. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. No, absolutely. It's and it's, it's a good reason as to why the home bar is now becoming back, mm. you know. What, what it was in the 50s and 60s, entertaining at home. Yeah. Where you can, you know, you can control that but it was actually the joy of having a cocktail with friends around your kitchen right. table your dining table your right. den whatnot because drinking is not bad because thing. it's not a bad thing no. i agree and if you if you if you're in a place right now where it's not healthy for you to drink like that's fine too mm-hmm. um but it's really about just it, it, it's about understanding that in moderation anything yeah you know yeah like that's the key but you can't, you know, you, you can't be like, well, I love McDonald's, so I'm going to eat McDonald's every day. <laughs> Eventually, that shit's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I tried that one time when I think I was 16. Did you? <laughs> a little too much. I never tried it, really. Yeah. I mean, I do love it, but I don't try it. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Gosh. Free, you can sponsor us anytime you want to, McDonald's. We're looking for that McDonald's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, I just want a palette of the uh, Shamrock Shake mix. That's Really? All. Yeah. The I, get, I, get, I get one a year. It's so fucking awesome. Oh, that, day is like forever, a, yeah. that day is like a magical day. I'm like a unicorn. You know, I'm like, it's the I, day. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I, I feel that way about the Coke. Yeah. It's like the best Coke. Well, yeah, that and the, and the Sprite has like the extra, like, it's all better. Like, it's just, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, it's like the best fucking it's Coke. Thicker, it's a thicker syrup. That's so there's a little is. bit more sugar. Oh, I tell you what. And I, oh, I know. Right? I don't have those as often as I want, only because it's shit for you. But yeah, no, uh, for real. when I get it, it's like the best fucking I can, therapy. I can legit chug you know, like a, a, a trucker's size, like 96 ounce nice. ice cold liter Sprite of from, from, from McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh my God. And then wash that down with a cheeseburger. Oh, I mean, s- screw the cheeseburger right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think everyone here needs a moment. So. I know, oh, man. I tell you. It's, Remember it's a that joy. Ve- that vegan it's article we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. It's vegan. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Oreos are vegan. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Oreos are? Yeah. 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 That's it. it when you, nice. you, you meet some vegans, like, yeah, I can eat Oreos and chips. And you're like, oh, you're not eating very healthy. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. I fallen into that. Dude. I was vegan for a while, and you kind of like, or vegetarian for six years, and I was like, oh, you're eating really unhealthy stuff, though. Dude, macaroni and cheese and, f- f- you know, french fries. Yeah, right? Oh, God. French fries. Yes. At least three times a week. Yeah. No worries there. Don't no. worry about that. No. I won't at all. <laughs> Balance, bro. Balance. 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 <sighs> yeah, but like getting back to the hopes of the day, I know you got to run to another meeting um, in a bit, but uh, it's like, how do you guys do your activations, your events? To, uh, take so, us through that. Yeah. yeah, so our organization has three arms of work, outreach, education, and action. So really, outreach, we do... Um, anything and everything to break that silence. Mm-hmm. So we have like a great partnership with uh, Live Nation where we're out at every Live Nation show doing outreach through music cool. uh, down to working with great, you know, alcohol brands to partnering with just anyone and everyone who wants to be proactive with yeah. us because like everyone is a key holder to community. Um, and education, you know, we believe in education because education is, you know, is the thing that trumps stigma. And for us, it's so crucial that we can rely on tools that people can actually regurgitate and tell each other yeah. um, because we can't be everywhere. Yeah. We're only yeah. a, we're a small team of 24 people. So uh, between the coffee shop and Hope for the Day, yeah. 24 people at 28 countries? <laughs> yeah, 28 countries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, um, we have, we have a, an absolutely large, amazing amount of uh, agents of impact, which we uh, we really don't like the word volunteer. Yeah, yeah. So we have agents of impact all around the world that are helping us do the work that we're doing, and it's amazing. But like, we just know that we we can't be everything, right? So our education, we really invest into creating um, different programs for different communities. Cool. Uh, so like, we have support staff, which is our food and beverage and hospitality variant. We have Project Red Team, which is our military veteran and, and uh, military spouse. Uh, variant that we work on, um, but we also just really focus on just constantly creating new opportunities to educate people in, in mm. great ways. Um, one way, you know, we work with like corporations. We do, you know, fu- uh, really really fun team building exercises. So we'll go out and we'll do free coffee activations. Mm. 
And we'll say, oh, we're handing out 121 cups of coffee. And everyone's like, well, why 121? I'm like, oh, because on average, 121 people take their lives every day. Wow. So it's an easy way to educate somebody by way of giving them a free cup of coffee, saying You're, you can be the one, yeah. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, and then action is what we want it to be. Action comes naturally for us. Uh, but that's my favorite part is action is truly just making sure that we're inviting everyone to the table, um, especially in this country when we're trying to build walls. Hmm. So literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, uh, but action is is what keeps it going. You know, it keeps the pulse real, and yeah. you need that to be, you know, sustainable. Yeah. When you do those partnerships with like other with breweries and stuff like that, what are you guys really trying to uh, create there? Um, what well, we try to create, you know, a, an environment where people can thrive internally, and then we focus on things externally. Okay. Um, because we know that our brothers and sisters in the brewing industry, in the alcohol industry, in any industry, are struggling, and and you know. If Illinois has the largest amount of craft breweries, we should be the, the healthiest one, right? Mm, mm. So it's really about, in any partnership, we focus on the internal value because we can't give someone we don't have. Yeah. And God forbid we're working with insert company and someone's struggling in your office. Yeah. You know? So really it's about getting inside, changing things internally, raising the visibility of resources that are available possibly through like benefits programs mm. and also alternatives in the community, but then also saying, all right, cool, how do we take your product or your whatever and utilize it as an opportunity to break the silence around mental health together beautiful yeah, yeah. i mean there's so many things that like yeah i mean it kind of goes back to the things we've been saying over and over again it's things that are overlooked not just about um people overlooking themselves inside themselves yeah and then overlooking that but it's all communities overall too where yeah it looks fun from the outside when you work working beer and whiskey because it is fun a lot of it is very fun but at the same time it's it's long hours it's stressful yeah. days it's something and there's that vice right there in front of you every day every right. hour of the day right. that you can take and be like all right this kind of calms me down a little bit but you aren't resolving anything right. whatsoever so to have those opportunities you know kind of like used uh use the tools that are can be seen as negative vices for people but also be positive things um, things that we love things that we care about like obviously record a podcast in a brewery because we're good friends with the people at the brewery we love their beer we love supporting them yeah. we both work for whiskey companies because it's something that we're super passionate about because we love the storytelling aspect of it and also tasting really good whiskey but it's yeah. also not forgetting about the people that are behind it too right. that there are individuals and real human beings absolutely um, yeah that's awesome yeah and that's the important thing that everyone knows that they're invited to be a part of hope for the day as well oh cool yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely I know it's like uh, something that like ever since uh, I keep looking at your website, seeing what things are going on and like you're always out there like love like checking out your your social media stories and like this weekend you have uh, uh, excuse me, it escapes my, my head, but um, yeah, the dark uh, matter dark, block yeah, party. Yeah. Block it's party. gonna be block crazy. For reason. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't think of block party at all. But yeah, it's things like that where like they're just literally out in the community and showing support. Like, yeah, hey, we're here. Yeah, literally, I, I came over from there earlier, and the front entrance just, it just says, we're in this together. And it's just so cool. sick, because it's the truth. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. It is. Is there anything else you want anybody know about the organization? No, I just, you know, every, everyone's invited, so, you know, however you've been impacted, you know, channel that energy in and honor those maybe who you've lost in your life or mm -hmm. your own struggles and your own story, and get out there, because... What's pretty trippy is that you can save a life by simply talking to somebody. So For sure. Do I, it. That's so true. Um, I kind of about, I think, on Anthony Bourdain's suicide anniversary, um, which was like, yeah, it's hard for me Just to recently, yeah. yeah. It's hard for me to, you know, like process that just because of what he was inspired me to do as a human being and like traveling, seeing the world, right. opening yourself up as a human being. A hundred percent. Just uh, it was a tough day like last year and that happened. And so I wrote about it, like my own struggles with, with suicide and depression mm -hmm. and like almost taking my life one time. 
best thing you can do is just talking to somebody. Like yeah. Going to a therapist and having that person who has doesn't know you and is going to be just completely still and just let you talk and let you be out there and explain yourself and they have no background to who you are. They just want to literally sit there and listen. It's such a great soundboard to have um, and reaching out and making sure that if someone is struggling that you know, ask how you can help. Take them for a walk. Buy them a cup of coffee. Whatever it may do, like that could change their life forever. Give them your time. Absolutely. It's the easiest thing to do. We have so much time in this world. We think we're always so busy. But step back and like really look inside and see what's important in your life and kind of chase after that for the, if you can and you know, process that a little bit more. Damn. Well said. <laughs> well, guys, uh, Johnny, thanks for having yeah, fun on with us to, you know, and hanging out with us this afternoon on this uh, hot Chicago July day. Yeah. yeah. Well, it July. does feel like a fucking cigar box now. Yeah. It does, yeah. <laughs> See? See? Told you. <laughs> You've been quiet. You're still having those meat sweats. But, no, uh, I've been absorbing. No, guys, but everybody check out for Hope for the Day. It's a, it's a really cool um, website. Um, amazing, doing amazing things out here in Chicago as well and obviously across the world, too. Um, anything else you want to promote? It's okay not to be okay. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. Check us out at Key in the Lake, keyinthelake.com. And if you can, rate and review us because that's how we get that McDonald's money. <laughs> yeah, dude. Shamrock shakes for life. Awesome, guys. Well, have a good uh, rest of your week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.